It's Encounter the God Time here on The Breakfast Show. We are about to get into our Bible study. Before we do, we have some text messages to deal with. We love hearing from our listeners, so send through your <laughs> to messages. To deal with. We're going to deal with them. <laughs> yes. We love dealing with We're our listeners. <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> we're going to deal with our listeners, and then we're going to jump into our Bible study. All right. Let's have another question for the quiz. Who did Yanis and Yup? Janice and Jambres, Janice and Jambres. I'm I'm unsure how to pronounce this name, but it's J A N N E S and J A M B R E S. Who did these two people oppose? I'm going to say Janice and Jambres. That's that's like Spanish. That's actually a pretty good. Um, <laughs> it's definitely Spanish, but it it sounds pretty good to me. Yeah, yeah, especially. I but, just did the bogan verb, but that's it. it. Janice and Jambres. Yeah. Yeah, or Jambres. Jambres. Janice and Jambres. This would be like Yanis and Yambres. Yambres. You kind of get the, because it's like an R that's, yes. that's sandwiched, so it would be like, bruh, 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 Yambres. Something like that. Anyways, who did those two people oppose? Who are they against? 0491-064-669 is the number to call or text if you know the answer. If you do, you'll go into the draw to win our Bible study companion Conflict of the Ages set. We'll give it to you absolutely for free, provided you win the draw, provided you enter the draw, provided you answer these questions correctly. And the more questions you answer correctly, the more chances you get in the draw. So 0491-064-669. Who did Janice and Jambres oppose? Okay, give us a call if you know the answer. got a few text messages here. I'd love to hear some more from you guys. But uh, Raphael has texted through to say, Hey, hey, guys, I'm so stoked that I won the quiz last week. I needed a new Bible. Thanks a lot. Oh, I well. love the morning breakfast show and the positively different news. Keep up the good work, Lyle and Lawson and producer Shell. Mm. He loves Epic. the positively different news. Amen. He's feeling sad. Who wouldn't? <laughs> 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 okay, then our other Raphael, because we have uh, our other one, has um, this to say, recycling polystyrene science wins again. Now mm. this is a good news story. Mm. Still, they couldn't do it without the sun. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, Correct. that was a question that was going through my mind is, is it possible to do this under artificial light? Yeah. Because there are a bunch, you can't do solar power under artificial light. The main thing that is needed is UV. So you need to do it under the sun. So you, there is artificial UV lights. Right. But... Be more efficient under the sun. We have one big artificial... Well, not artificial, real UV light, and that yes. is the sun. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, so mass-producing T-shirts from old clothing. Jesus said that the poor will always be with us. Not everyone can afford quality clothing. So this is good. I am all in for recycling. Unfortunately, most councils can't cope with the amount of recycling and it's mm. still being sent overseas as per current TV, current affairs TV program not too long ago. Mm. And that's the tragedy of our microfashions these days. We mm. need to get out of the idea and the mindset of microfashions. I hate it. I'm like, please just sell me a nice shirt that costs... I, I would literally... I'd pay anything. Not anything, but I would pay... And I do. I would pay more for a shirt that lasts a long time rather than clothes that last not very long but look good for, what is it, three? Yeah, I'm just sort of thinking about what I'm wearing right now. I've owned these shoes for three or four years. Mm -hmm. They will do another three or four. Yeah. I've owned these jeans for three, Uh the shirt for two, the jumper for probably five. Mm -hmm. It's starting to show its age. But it's still hanging in there. 
Yep. I think. So Lawson's, Lawson's questioning my <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm, I'm just looking at my clothes. I'm like, I've owned these shoes for one month. I've owned these pants for six months. I've owned this shirt for four months. I've owned this jacket for five months. <laughs> so, man, maybe I'm stuck in fast fashion. No, but this is actually because this year yes. I started the trend in my life. I'm like, I'm never buying clothes from... Hence the fact you've owned these things for a number of months rather yeah. than a month. Yeah, but I'm like, I'm never buying clothes from like fast fashion again. Yes. And all of these I bought as like these are gonna I bought them they're all of these clothes are like relatively expensive yes. because I'm like I want them like comparatively because I'm like I want them to last a long time. Yes. And so they're all new. This is just a responsible thing for us to do for our yeah. planet. Yeah. There's a bunch of ladies out there. It's like you just guys, you just wear the same shirt every day. No, I, I, no being fashionable like is cool. I, like I work that. at a university, bro. There's lots of fashionable people there. If you yes. look like a dag then it's not the best thing. But you can look good. Just You just chuck an outfit together and, yeah, Lyle looks good right now. Yeah. Lyle always looks like a dag, but he looks like a, a good-looking dag. A good dag. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> Absolutely. <clears throat> All right. But it is something we need to, you know, the Bible says that we are stewards of our planet. We are responsible for taking care of it. We need to um, manage it wisely. And part mm. of managing it wisely and we are not only that, but we are also stewards of our money, part of managing mm. our planet wisely. And in the past, we always used to argue this one from the standpoint of managing money wisely, mm. but now it's become an issue for the planet. That's right. We used to say, you know, you shouldn't be spending you know, money on clothes, new clothes every six months, whatever it might be, uh, because that's a poor use of, of the Lord's money that could be put to much better use. Mm. And there are people around the world who are literally struggling to get clothing. Mm. And so this is a terrible idea. Whereas now, it's actually much more drastic problem uh, than it's ever been before. Mm-hmm. Where we really need to be uh, thinking about our planet mm-hmm. and uh, looking after our planet as far as just swamping it with textiles. Yeah, that's right. It's not even it's not even an issue of like expensive fashion anymore and using too much of your savings like intemperately to buy lots of clothes. It's like you can buy lots of clothes for very cheap, but also yes. destroy planet earth okay canada and euthanasia murder incorporated yeah the demonic spirit has taken over this is part of the depopulation agenda long way to go as they want the world's population down to 500 million who is next interesting thought right there um and what you're finding in canada and this is one of the reasons why it will never be reversed in canada is because of the billions and billions of dollars that they are saving in healthcare. Mm. and this is why the canadian government you know if they tried to turn around and reverse that the cost they would see the cost as being just insurmountable. Mm. All right, let's see another text message here. While I totally understand that no one should suffer more than they should, the bigger picture to resolve the issue is absolutely frightening for everyone. Couldn't Mm. agree more. Uh, Thanks for your testimony, Lawson. So glad to hear that love saved you. And that was actually really powerful. I just just got to say, Lawson, that was one of the most powerful pieces that I've heard during the uh, serious news section because it, what it did was it took a story that I was sharing and made it real. Praise God. Yeah. You know, and again, it's it's <laughs> like I, I shared that and I said, sorry to be too vulnerable because it's not about seeking sympathy. My life is fantastic. Yeah, praise God. God has blessed my life and I, I'm doing a lot of great things and, and whatnot. But it's it's just I I just cannot believe like to hear things like that and just to think, 
you know, I, I think the way that I reflected on it is if someone came to me with that clipboard when I was 17, which is what they're aiming to do, yes, what they're trying well, to that's legislate. What, well, that's what they, are, they have legislated for next year. Like 16, I would, 17, 15. I wouldn't be here. Yeah. I wouldn't be here talking on the breakfast show. I wouldn't be here working for God and, and living my life following him. So I just, yeah, I really hope that... <laughs> Like, obviously, the government isn't going to wake up because, as you said, this is making them a lot, a lot of money. I pray that people in Canada can stand up yes. and and powerfully speak against the, the evils of this. That's right. Absolutely. And then, finally, we have this one. I love my salads with fruit, especially oranges, plus avocado, olive oil, salt, and dressing. Simply wait, delicious. wait, wait. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Yes. You love your salads with oranges. yes. Did that person follow that up with olive oil and salt? Yes. What? Yes. I thought they were going to talk about fruit salad. No. You've never had green salad with oranges in it before? I don't think so. Really? Like, yeah, because... What planet are you from? I, Shell saying it's bad. Is that what you're trying to say? You're trying to say it's bad? Yeah, correct. I agree. I, I, I cannot believe that that would taste good. I've had it. Tastes good. I testify. <laughs> it looks weird. And it's like, really? Is that in there? I'll, I'll give it a go. I'll give anything. I'll give no. I won't give anything a go. I'll give anything a go that hasn't had a mother. Yeah, I'll give anything a go that's vegan. <laughs> yeah, that hasn't breathed um, and it is actually food. Uh, but yeah, it's it's just, I've had I've had oranges. It's good. Mm. All right. And then we've got this one from Suzanne. Learning how sugar can affect your willpower was the last thing needed to motivate me to switch to a reduced sugar diet. Epic. I need all the willpower I can get to serve Jesus the best I can with his strength. That was from our show yesterday. Mm. And maybe listening on the delayed broadcast or maybe uh, just commenting on yesterday's show. But our prayers are with you, Suzanne. You have made a bold and courageous and good move. You're listening to The Breakfast Show. Contact us on 0491-064-669. Matthew 5. Oh, let's go. Sermon on the Mount. Mm-hmm. We're into it. The longest sermon recorded, the longest recorded sermon by Jesus. Yeah, not the longest sermon ever preached. We have another one of those in the Bible where Paul preaches for so long the guy falls out of a window and dies. But we don't have a record of that. Someone should have written it down. I wish, but it would take up like half the Bible. You would have three testaments. (laughs) Yeah. You would have the Old Testament, the New Testament, and Paul's testament. Yeah, Paul's Paul's sermon. A literally, like, he... Paul's killer sermon. <laughs> uh, somebody, somebody texting through on the oranges in salad. Uh huh. Says Lawson, don't knock it till you try. Nah, it. Okay, gross. so so this is a this is a challenge to all of Lawson's Lawson's friends at uh, his ASOC church, uh-huh. his university church. Uh-huh. This is my challenge to you. Uh, you're listening this morning. So what I want you to do is to get one of uh, get a, get a recipe for. Oranges in salad, bring it to fellowship lunch and make Lawson have some. And I, then you can I come back and you come back you can come back on Monday and you can report. They're smart enough to not do that. Because maybe I get this listener. Like I would eat oh, it. I'm, I'm if someone sat it in front of me, I'd eat it. But I just don't think anyone thinks it's good. Like I I I just do not believe that it's actually tasty. Okay, Margie's now texting through. I've also had salad with oranges and even apple. 
Nice and crunching. I'm rolling my eyes. I'm disappointed. I can't believe it. I'm like, what are you talking about? Okay, so some of you guys, some of you guys live local. Uh huh. Um, so what I'm saying is, so what I'm suggesting is this: ASOC is a fantastic church, right? Amen. Uh, Agree. If if <laughs> if if the ASOC members are going to let me down, make a salad. Take it to ASOC Church <laughs> this Saturday, this Sabbath. Yeah, we're going to be in the Engineering Science Building at Newcastle Uni. So, yes, come. Uh, text me for messages for 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 directions. I will send you detailed directions, <laughs> and then you will get lost, and then you will call Lawson, and then you will get found again because that was how I did it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but it's an awesome church. It's great to uh, to go ahead along there and worship and take a salad with fruit in it, not and- a fruit salad. A rabbit food salad well, with fruit. We are making haystacks this Sabbath. So, yes. I mean, I could just not eat the chips and then just chuck a few orange slices in it and see how it goes. With beans and salsa. No. Well, no, no, no. You've got to have a proper one. You've got to have a proper one. Whatever. We've got to introduce laws and Okay, let's get to our Bible study. Matthew chapter 5. This is some of the most hard-hitting stuff that Jesus ever did. This mm. is where Jesus just he is not going to hold back. And he just comes back, comes straight out, and he hits his audience with a whole bunch of things that they need to hear. Mm. Let's start in verse 43. In Matthew chapter 5 and verse 43, where the Bible says, You have heard the law that says, love your neighbor and hate your enemy. Okay, let's stop there for a moment because we have a lot of discussion in our world about hate. Mm. And hate laws, hate crimes... Hate speech. Hate speech. All of this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, Jesus says, you know, I've heard of, heard of old time how the Bible says, or how, how, no, no, how tradition has said, uh, love your friends, hate your enemies. Mm. You know, everybody has said that. And, of course, if you take God out of the equation, isn't this how it is? Yeah. I like, why, why, would you, why would you love your enemies? You know, they're just oxygen thieves that are stealing the... <laughs> Oxygen that you could be using. I love in my Bible it says, you've heard that it says in the law, love your neighbor, and that's quoted, like that's in quotes, and then out of quotes is, and hate your enemy. So like what the text is indicating is like, oh, it says in the law, love your neighbor, but then what? Tradition added something to the Bible. And hate your enemy. Jesus is indicating that, and that's written here in my Bible. I I thought it was really cool. Yeah, my Bible doesn't have that. That's actually really epic. Mm. Let me just check. Does my Bible have that? Let's go there. Nope, my Bible doesn't have that. Mm. King James let me down. Mm. First time. Anyway. But then, so yes, we've heard of this. Okay, so we've heard of this, and this is what, this is what causes so much trouble in our world today because, because the world, because the secular world still has this mantra. They still believe this. They assume this. Why, why, why would it be any different from this? You look at everything. You know, We talk about redemptive violence on television. Mm. Everything is based around the idea of Love your neighbor, hate your enemy. Yeah, that's that's what it's all about. And so, uh, you're you, you know when you have somebody that you disagree with what they have done, you feel free to hate them. So you find somebody who has committed a, a terrible crime, like say for instance pedophilia, and they go to jail for it. And as a secular person, you will hate that person and you will speak against them because you do not agree with pedophilia. Mm. The problem is that for us as Christians is that we will come along and say, we disagree with that person who uh, did that, who, who committed pedophilia. Yeah, it's horrific. The sec- secular world will assume that we hate them in the same way that they do. Mm. But we don't. 
We love them. We will go to that prison. We will visit them in prison. We will study the Bible with them. We will never let them set foot in a church ever again. But when they are released, we will minister to them in their home and encourage them to have a relationship with God at home and to, you know, uh, do that whole that whole yeah, journey. And seek repentance and, and seek repentance and, and change and all that kind of stuff. We will work with them. We will do the same with a drugo. And so often, you know, you'll find secular people who are doing well in their lives and they will talk about, you know, loser druggos that are, you know, destroying their lives and a burden on society and a weight on everything else. And it's just they wish they would just go away mm. and cease to exist and stop using oxygen that somebody else could use. Uh, and because of that, because they have a hate love. Mm. They assume that when you disagree with something, you feel the same way. It's yeah. like you disagree with pedophilia, I disagree with pedophilia. Secular person hates the person who is a pedophile, therefore they assume the Christian person feels exactly the same way. No, the Christian person doesn't. And the reason that the Christian person doesn't feel the same way is because the Christian person doesn't see good people and bad people. It only sees bad people. Mm. There's only one category of people, mm. and that is sinners. Mm. And we are all sinners in the same bucket all together. And so then when we come along and say, well, I don't agree with same-sex marriage or something like that, they assume, well, that's hate. Mm. Because if you don't agree with pedophilia, then you hate that person the same way I do. You don't agree with with same-sex marriage, then you hate that person. No. Just because I don't affirm doesn't mean I hate. Mm. And this is where Christianity has acceptance without affirmation. Mm. We accept everybody. Mm. We accept the pedophile who has done the worst crimes imaginable. We accept King Manasseh from the Old Testament because we, you know, nobody in modern times has ever been a monster as big as him. Mm. We accept him and we love him and we minister to him and we pray for his salvation. And, of course, Manasseh is an example of somebody who did find salvation and we rejoice at that and we rejoice at being able to spend eternity with him. Mm. If you're a secular person, this is almost impossible to understand and this is why Christians are so often accused of hate speech. Mm. And when they say, and, and, they, and, they, and they frinkle their forehead and they're like, what do you mean hate speech? How can that possibly be hate speech? Yeah. That's not hate speech. I'm just disagreeing. Mm-hmm. But it's impossible. You need to understand as a Christian, it's an impossible for a secular person to see that as not being hate speech mm. because of the way they relate. And, and it all comes out of this passage right here. Yeah, wow. Okay, so this is what Jesus is combating. He's combating this idea that you love some people and hate some people. Mm. He's like, no, that's not how it is. Mm. Okay, verse 44. He goes on to say, but I say, love your enemies, pray for those who persecute you. In that way, you'll be acting as true children of your Father in heaven. For he gives, in for he gives whoa, his. Whoa, whoa, whoa! You missed whoa. a whole whole chunk out. What are you, what are you talking about? Verse forty four. Verse I read verse forty four, but read I say to you, again. I say to you, love your enemies, praise for those who persecute you. Okay, let me read you the real verse forty four. <laughs> Here it comes. But I say unto you, love your enemies. Bless those that curse you. Do good to those that hate you. Pray for those which despitefully use you and persecute you. Mm. I think it's important to have those extra ones in there because so often one of the issues that people bring to me is like, I hate this person because they've just been using me for all of this time. Mm. You know, they used me to get this, they used me to get that. 
it's awful mm. to be despitefully used. Oh, it's the worst. It is. And what does God say? The God says, pray for those which use you. Mm. Really heavy stuff right here. This is what, probably one of the uh, most hard-hitting passages in the Bible where Jesus just does not hold back. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM, positively different. We've got a couple of text messages come through. We're going to head to those in just a moment. But before we do, we have another question for our quiz. When the two blind men that followed Jesus crying and begging him for mercy, how did they address him? What did they call him? 0491-064-669 is the number to call or text if you know the answer to that one. If you do, you'll go into the draw to win our Bible study companion box set, Conflict of the Age. We'll, we'll give it to you for free. But again, that question was, when the two men that followed Jesus crying and banging for him for mercy, how like they, there was these two men, mm-hmm. they were following him, yes. crying and begging for mercy. How did they address him? What did they call him? 0491-064-669. Okay, so this text message is interesting. Last night, it's not lighter. Uh, let me try it again. Last night, I watched a movie called Silence about Jesuit missionaries in Japan. I've seen that movie. While the suffering of the converts was great and the Jesuits that were caught, they neglected to mention as to why and to what they did for this to happen. A good watch for the historically educated, a one-sided story from Jesuit Hollywood. So this is very interesting. I haven't seen it. I have. Okay. But I do know the history of the Jesuits in Japan. Yeah. And I do know why they were there. Uh-huh. Their primary reason to go there was because there was a Christian church that was existing in Japan that was far more ancient than the Roman Catholic Church. And, of mm. course, anything that's more ancient than the Roman Catholic Church is a threat to Roman Catholicism, which places its foundation on the idea of apostolic succession. Mm. That... The Holy Spirit has only been passed from you know one pope to the next all the way from St. Peter. And so if you've got other churches out there that are older and that predate the Roman Catholic Church, that's a problem. Mm-hmm. And the reason that the Jesuit missionaries went there was to wipe that church out. Mm-hmm. And so it's no wonder that the Japanese saw them as being a problem and persecuted them bitterly. Yeah, but went on to persecute all of Christianity. Yes, that's right. Like they were because yes. then they saw Christianity in general as like an outside influence and they cut yep. off all trading and they decided to kill all the Christians and persecute them. Yeah, it's a terrible history. I'll tell you, I've seen that movie. It is fantastic. I think you know what it highlights to me? It it, it shows like the downfalls of a system of repentance and of relationship to God that is based on other people. Yes. Cuz the whole point of the movie is like like they cuz they get captured and then they basically kill Christians to try and get the Jesuits to break, but they won't kill the Jesuits. Like they're trying to get the Jesuits to break. And if the Jesuits break and then work for the government, then it will quell Christianity in Japan. It's like, this is the result of having a religion that's based on following people rather than following Jesus. Absolutely. And also you've got the whole issues of union of church and state coming in there. Mm. All right, Lawson, you are in so much trouble. Oh, what did I do? Yeah. Oh, is this about salad again? Yes. Oh. <laughs> I thought you said you lived in Europe. Orange and salads is a European salad. This is from somebody who grew up in Madrid. Didn't you live in Madrid? I lived in Madrid for one year, yes. But I say their mum used to make it all the time. I don't know. Like, okay, I, I 
I I can't relate. I lived one year in Madrid and then I lived one year in Cartena. And in both of those locations, I don't remember eating a salad with orange. I did have a salad with apple in it. Whoever said that through, I'm like, fair enough. I remember I ate rice with cubes of apple in it. Okay, Karen says wild. Karen says that strawberries and watermelon also work in different salads. No, oh, okay. No, now you're rolling. Margie says, no, Lawson, you can only put orange in a cold salad, not a haystack. Explanation <laughs> mark. Uh, vitamin C, this is from Kayleen. Vitamin C in the orange helps absorb the other nutrients. That's interesting. Never thought of that before. So, am, am and then I just David w- says, wrong? <laughs> David says, I'd prefer, I prefer mandarins, not orange in his salad. <laughs> this is, this is wild. Then somebody else says, we often make a Moroccan salad with carrots and oranges. Oh, that's Karen. Mm-hmm. Uh, we often make a Moroccan salad with carrots and oranges. Mm. Listen, okay, you, you're shopping all these <laughs> salads to me. I apparently know nothing of them and I'm wrong. Well, then, you know what? All you have to do is just call us up, find a time. If you live locally in, to Newcastle, I'll tell you, you know, I'm going to be up in Brisbane area in uh, the, around the 14th, 15th of October as well. So that's, that's a place I'm going to be. If you want to serve me salad with fruit in it and you live in either of those places... Then you go to you go to Brisbane or North Queensland. You're going to get mangoes in your salad. Oh, that's the worst. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh dear. Anyway, um, we need to get back to our Bible study. But I think this is actually a good discussion because it's really focusing on good, healthy food. Amen. Amen. All right, here we go. We were reading verse 43, where the KJV let me down. Then we read verse 44, where it redeemed itself. And now up to <laughs> verse 45. Yeah, where it says, in that way, those, sorry, in that way, you'll be acting as the true children of your Father in heaven, for he gives his sunlight to both the evil and the good, and he sends rain on the just and the unjust alike. Interesting passage right here. Uh, We might be getting a little bit too much rain around our world at the moment. I noticed that, what is it, 30% of Pakistan is underwater right now? Yep, and the UK is begging for rain. Yeah, the UK, yeah. What a world. Mm. Um, yeah, Pakistan, what was it? I had some stats on this here that I was going to talk about earlier. Um, in the Sindh province, they've received 466% more rain than their 30-year average already this year. Uh, okay. That's... Wait, 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 wait. Hold on, hold on. 466% more than... The 30-year average for this year. Okay. So the 30-year average is the average each year. Yes. Okay. I was going to say they've received 466% of 30 years of rain. No. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. That would be Noah's day. (laughs) We get a rainbow to remind us that that's not going to happen. Okay. Praise God. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Pretty wild stuff. But uh, we've got this promise here where God does provide for everybody. Mm-hmm. Why does God provide for everybody? Because he doesn't see good people and bad people. He just sees bad people and some bad people who are covered by the blood of Jesus Christ and some who are not. Who will ultimately be judged in the end. Yes, that's every single person is a sinner Mm. in need of grace. Yes. Every single one of us has come under the death penalty. Wow. And every single one of us has the opportunity to receive that grace and not be under the death penalty anymore. Mm. Why would you stay there? Mm. It's free. It's a gift. Just take it. Uh, and so God does not see us 
in the way that we look. And, and so God provides for everyone. Why does God provide for everyone? Because God wants everybody to have the opportunity of salvation. Amen. It is that simple. Mm. Okay, keep going. It continues on in verse 47. If you are kind only to your friends, how different are you from anyone else? Even pagans do that. Oh, mine you... says publicans. Oh. And I think publican in KJV was not somebody who sold alcohol, but somebody who was a tax collector. Yeah, that's right. It was in that same category anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But this just says pagans. Uh-huh. Like even godless people yes. do that. That is just a, the broad word of people without God. Yeah, everybody, every, it's, it's not hard to love your friends. Yeah, dude, it's easy as. That doesn't show anything about your character. Mm-hmm. True character is revealed when you have enemies. It continues on. It says, but you are to be perfect even as your Father in heaven is perfect. Wow. That's raising the bar rather high. Yeah. And God is saying that we are to have a perfect character just like the Father in heaven. Yeah. I think it's like, okay, you're to be perfect just as your Father in heaven is perfect. It's like, what, in what sense am I God? And obviously the answer is no. No, you're not God. Yes. Uh, uh, yeah, but and you have sinned. Yeah, I have sinned. But it's like, in what sense? And it's like, our like our Father in Heaven's love is so perfect that He sent His Son to give His life for everyone. And it's like, if God is willing to give His life for everyone, so you the same, and to send His reign on the just and on the unjust, mm. you the same. Mm. Provide for all equally. You're listening to the Breakfast Show podcast on Faith FM, positively different. The greatest commandment, it is nearly time for question of the day. Before we do, answers for our quiz questions. All right, Herod was eaten by worms, which I think all of us While he was still alive, though. Yeah. This is the nasty thing about it. He was eaten by worms from the inside out while he was still alive. Yikes. Jeroboam was known by what other name? That was Gideon. Gideon. That was Gideon. Husbands ought to love their wives as their own Bodies slash as Christ loved the church. Yeah, the correct the correct answer on that one was actually well, actually yeah, it was own bodies. Yeah, because of the wording of the first line. But anyway, yeah, but I, we had a, various people send in slews of answers is, that we deemed correct. Yes, uh, it's not incorrect. Who did Yanes Nyamres oppose? Moses. And finally, when two blind men that followed Jesus came crying and begging for mercy, how did they address him? The son of David. So those were the answers. Congratulations for the ones you got correct. Right now it is time for... Question of the day. All right, Lyle. Can you unpack how to practically talk faith, live faith, and act faith? It sounds good, but where does it come from? That one question comes from greg yeah okay good good question greg um you're wondering where that comes from it comes from a person by the name of ellen white she was one of the world's most prolific female authors of all time Mm. um wrote primarily on the on on the issues of health and spirituality and it actually comes from um an address that she made that you'll find in a book called faith and work so where this uh, particular address was uh, recorded and uh, she says this and and so this is where it comes from I'll, i'll read you the full quote in its full context, and then we can talk about it, is she says, Now, brethren, you have educated some, educated yourselves so much in doubts and questionings that you have to educate your souls in the line of faith. 
You have to talk faith. You have to live faith. You have to act faith that you may have an increase of faith. Exercising that living faith, you will grow strong men and women in Christ Jesus. God grant that Mm. this meeting that we are holding may be a meeting where the sun of righteousness may shine upon you and upon you and shine in your hearts with its clearest rays, making you all lights to the world. So Ellen White was an American author. She did spend nine years in Australia. Uh, This was back in the late 1800s. And during that nine years, she accomplished a lot. Uh, She established uh, Sydney's largest private hospital. She established one of Australia's largest companies, the Sanitarium Health Food Company. And she established a university. That's not a bad, uh, that's called Avondale University. That's not a bad uh, accomplishment for a nine year uh, tenure in Australia. Mm. And so she was, she was a go getter. But at the same time, she was somebody who was dedicated to the service of God. And so she wrote this statement right here. And it's interesting to look at this because sometimes, you know, we, as Christians, we like to study and understand the objections that are going to come our way. Mm. And it's important for us to do so. And what happens is that we then start studying all of the doubts mm. that the secular world raises against Christianity. And what she's saying is this if you spend too much time studying the doubts, you're just going to become a doubter. It's just going to drag you down and make you feel depressed. You need to spend some time talking faith, living faith, acting faith, because when you actually put your faith into practice, so when you talk about it, you live it, and you act on it, then you will see how God comes through. And the more that you see God come through for you, the stronger your faith will get, the Mm. more you will come to rely on God, the more you recognize that God will not let you down, the more you recognize that you are in good hands with God and that you do not need to stress and worry and have anxiety. And so talking faith, living faith, acting faith will build your faith and will help you to deal with both depression and anxiety because you will learn to rely more fully upon God. So this is a fantastic quote right here from yeah one of our world's most uh, prolific female authors. She preceded it by saying this, God help us to have a knowledge of the truth. And if you have seen the truth of God, press to the light and put up the bars behind you. Make not flesh your arm, but have a living experience for yourselves. Mm. And then your countenance will shine with the glory of God. You have walked with him and he has upheld you. You have wrestled with him and pleaded with him and he has let his light shine upon you. Mm. So some great statements here of encouragement from Ellen White this morning. That's where we get that from. We read that and thought, you know what, that goes perfectly with Faith FM Breakfast Show because we're all about encouraging people in faith. Okay, a few last text messages coming through here just for you, Lawson. And you did mention you're heading up to Brisbane. So somebody from Brisbane has texted through. They uh-huh. said mango in salad is yum, <laughs> as is oranges. Watermelon is also okay sometimes, but I'll pass on the strawberries. Uh, then Rachel says salads are mostly made of fruits anyway. Cucumber, capsicum, lemon, those are all fruits. Then Owen says lost all respect for Lawson. Wow. <laughs> How can you not like mangoes? <laughs> That's actually, that is my, like, hot take on food, is that I do not like mangoes. Oh, Lawson, I can't believe you said that on air. Yeah, come come for me. I think we need to... I love fruit. I who, who love thinks, fruit. I'm, I'm vegan. Like, I love fruit. I love veggies. <laughs> I, love, I love all of them. Okay, you can admit that fruit and salad, kind of weird, 
But like, yeah, in terms of food that I don't like, which is very few, mango is one of them. And I can hear text messages coming through right now as yeah. a result Braden, of... Braden, you just need, he's coming to Brisbane, Braden. Invite him over. Um, <laughs> all right. So I think we need to uh, pull Lawson off air, put him on administrative leave and send him in for retraining. <laughs> all the Queenslanders think so anyway. <laughs> wow. My favourite fruit is raspberry. How about that would go on Ooh. salad? I think it would actually work. Well, hey, remember to talk faith, live faith, and act faith, and you'll grow strong in Jesus Christ. God be with you till we meet again. God be with you till we meet again. By his counsel's guide uphold you, with his sheep securely fold you. Thanks for being a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at 1-800-FAITH-FM.